It's National Signing Day across the college landscape, and Locked On has you covered with the latest signings from your favorite college teams. I'm Jordan Black, and we've got big news for BYU, as LJ Martin has made his decision. Alongside recruiting expert John Garcia, we welcome in Jacob Hatch of Locked On Cougars. Jacob, this is exciting for not only the running back room, but the entire BYU football team. Tell us how this commitment came to be and how excited everyone is uh, at BYU. Yeah, LJ Martin is a three- or four-star prospect, depending on which recruiting service you happen to look at. But a guy that BYU has been very intent on flipping from Stanford, uh, a guy that actually, funny enough, if you listen to him, when BYU played Stanford this past season in the regular season finale, he watched BYU up close and decided, you know what, BYU is a program I should probably check out a little bit more. Obviously, with the David Shaw uh, resignation of his position at Stanford, that really forced him to look around. And BYU is the beneficiary as they get a guy who they think really could be the future backbone of their running back position in the Big 12. What does it mean for the running back room, the running back position, just to have somebody of that nature come in? And, and, and is it somebody that can make an immediate impact for BYU? BYU's betting on it. They obviously brought in Aiden Robbins as well as a grad transfer from UNLV. He rushed for 1,000 yards for the Rebels this past year. But it figures, it looks like on paper at least, that Robbins and LJ Martin here will be the two guys they are going to lead BYU's running back position. Obviously, they had Tyler Algier, who set the single season rushing record just a couple of seasons ago for BYU. They brought in Chris Brooks as a grad transfer from Cal this past year. And they figure, okay, now if we can hit lightning uh, twice here with a grad transfer and a high level high school guy coming into this program they believe they've got BYU set up at least to go into the Big 12 with a really nice one-two punch at running back well you mentioned going into the Big 12 and that's been your big storyline so give us a glimpse into what conversations have been had with that storyline and kind of what everyone's been thinking as BYU goes into the Big 12 what it means for the Cougars well, in a word, it's excitement. That's the thing, best thing for BYU is Cougar fans are just absolutely ecstatic to have BYU a member of the Power Five Conference. They went independent 12 years ago with the goal of getting to this level, playing at the Power Five level. They won't officially be in the Big 12 till July 1, but they obviously are gearing up for that. And this recruiting class is, is set up as such. All these guys, whether they're guys who are members of the LDS faith who may go on a church mission or if they're going to enroll right away, they know that they're going to be members of a Big 12, a Power Five program and that's the biggest thing for BYU fans they're going to finally see the biggest of the big in terms of just the competition level out there they'll be facing game in and game out they got 10 power five opponents this year on their schedule nine conference one out of conference that's the most they've ever played and BYU fans cannot wait for it to actually be real John what does it mean for BYU to enter the big 12 with this big get recruiting wise how do they stack up in the big 12 with this recruiting class and just in general well, look, LJ Martin's from Texas. So that, that's as Big 12 as it gets singularly. But yeah, overall, I, I think this is a team, if you've watched them really at any point over the last decade or so, you've you've shifted perception in a good way for BYU. I think conventionally you said, hey, they used to kind of air it out, uh, you know, 10 plus years ago. But, but now it's much more hard-nosed, much more line of scrimmage and physicality based. And again, when you think of the Big 12 now, it's line of scrimmage, it's defense, you know, downhill rushing attacks with, you know, teams like K-State, OSU, Baylor won the league two years ago. So I think that fits uh, from a schematic and, and stylistic standpoint on top of it. Uh, so now with that move, I think you're going to see BYU continue to press in the state of Texas. I mean, I think that is really 
the biggest recruiting advantage here moving forward because look, nobody has owned that state from a recruiting standpoint. You know, the Vince Young, Colt McCoy, Texas years are long ago. So that door has been busted wide open by AM and Bama and LSU and everybody else. So now the Big 12's you know, realignment is going to factor in in the state of Texas as well with the volume and high level talent that resides in the Lone Star State. And we're already seeing a program like BYU taking full advantage. The Big 12 has had some stellar quarterbacks. That's something that BYU is is trying to do. They brought in a number of quarterbacks. Tell us, Jacob, a little bit about what they're doing. It, it seems like they've brought in a number of guys. So kind of give us the background there. Well, obviously, they had the number two overall selection in the NFL draft two years ago in Zach Wilson. Uh, excuse me, three years ago, excuse me. And then also you bring in Jaron Hall, who had been the starting quarterback the past two years, who's on his way to the NFL. So BYU is like, okay, we've got a good track record now of getting NFL quarterbacks ready for the next level. So they went out to hit the transfer portal market and brought in Keaton Slovis, the former USC and Pitt quarterback. They believe he's a tailor-made fit for what BYU does offensively. They, they if you believe Aaron Roderick, their offensive coordinator, he was their top target in the transfer portal market in terms of quarterbacks. They didn't just stop there, though. They also brought in what they believe is one of the top junior college quarterbacks in Jake Retzlaff. Uh, spent time this past season at Riverside Community College in Southern California. Uh, passed for over 4,500 yards and 45 touchdowns, if I got it correctly, this past year down there at Riverside. So they believe those two guys are setting themselves up for at least the near-term future, probably the next two to three years with Keaton Slovis is a one-year guy and Retzlaff in theory the next two years beyond that. But then they also have a high school quarterback here locally, Ryder Burton out of Springville High School, literally 10 minutes down the road from BYU. They believe they can develop and he might be the guy as kind of the third dude, maybe two or three years down the line here, he ends up taking over the position. So they really feel like they've kind of set themselves up at least for the early run here in the Big 12 with their quarterback position in that QB room. And John, for you, does that kind of fit into what they should be doing when it comes to joining the big 12 and, and what a team like that should be doing when it comes to recruiting. Absolutely. You know, you've got to build stability in that quarterback room. And if the lineage becomes very clear in terms of who the next guy might be, it could create a little bit more of a realistic snapshot of when you should expect to be the guy. Cause the biggest issue in the sport at that position right now is instant gratification portal guys coming over or high school kids expecting to be the guy day one maybe year two at the latest that's not going to be the case at BYU and bringing in literally a, a grad transfer a junior college and a high school recruit all at the same time tells you hey this is kind of the chronological order that you should expect to, to see this development and eventually you know to get the keys of the offense so I think it creates a, a stable and, and realistic expectation relative to when you arrive and when you develop and when you actually see the field. So I think that will help ease concerns and allow BYU to, to use more scholarships for other positions going forward and not have to rely on the portal or bringing in, you know, multiple quarterbacks every year. Do you, are there any areas that BYU missed this year? Any areas that they didn't grab all the guys that they needed moving forward? I, the, the number one is the wide receiver position. Obviously, Puka Nakua is at the senior bowl right now, and Gunnar Romney was a guy that BYU fans were very excited for his senior year. Did, just did not develop the way he envisioned it. He had multiple injuries that limited him just to two games this past year, and those were the BYU's top two receivers going into last season. Obviously, they exit the program now, and they have some young talent in there, but they really only have three proven guys at wide receiver, and the hope was that whether it came via recruiting or the transfer portal, they would be able to, to address that. Obviously, with the upcoming spring period, 
period, uh, May 1st through the 15th. They'll probably see more names across the country enter the portal. And that's probably when BYU dips their toe back in to see if they can find one or two guys, maybe at that position to come in and shore it up. Outside of that, the only other one I probably have a question to mark about is probably the cornerback on the defensive side of the football. Uh, they lost their top three guys from this past season at that position. They have one, they have one grad transfer coming in and Eddie Heckard, but the other side of the, of the corner position there, the, his tandem, who's going to run with out there on the football field. That's a big question mark. They may have to address in the transfer portal once again as well. How exciting is it just to be able to kind of take this next step, not only in recruiting, but just moving forward into the big 12 gaining guys, flipping them from Stanford. It seems like maybe this is a program on the rise, kind of shifting the, the, perspective of what BYU is, the perception overall. Is that kind of the sentiment um, on campus and in the community as well? Absolutely. I, I think you absolutely nailed it, Jordan. Is this, this is just an opportunity. BYU fans are super excited to be back where they have, in theory, a chance to win a national title. They have a national championship in that trophy case down there in Provo in 1984, obviously going back many, many decades now for that. But BYU has always aspired to be at the level where they have a chance to win it all once again, and they finally have that at the Power 5 level. Does that mean that BYU is in a position to make that leap right now and make a run to a national title? Absolutely not. I think most Cougar fans fans are realistic about this needing to be a building period for BYU to get themselves to where they can compete, compete in the Big 12 and beyond that potentially at a national level in the college football playoff. But the biggest thing for BYU is that they now have a seat at the table, something they have aspired to have for many, many years, and it's finally come into fruition in just a few months' time. Well, I'll ask you, John, on that. What's stopping BYU? What's holding them back or what's held them back? What do they need maybe in next year's recruiting class? You know, I, I think obviously BYU is so unique, right? We talk about recruiting and there's really nothing conventional about the, the timeline relative to BYU recruiting. But I do think the Big 12 move enables you to extend that footprint. You know, uh, the, the BYU offer is going to go further away from campus than maybe it ever has. So as time goes on here and people get familiar with BYU in the Big 12, I think the ceiling for you know, different style of players, uh, not everybody on the same path will help to balance out the roster because it's got so much turnover every year. Uh, you've got folks going on missions, coming back. It's really a masterclass in roster management and time management, in my opinion. But I do think as you extend more nationally, you have a little bit less of that. So it becomes a little bit more streamlined uh, in the Big 12. So I think it could work well, you know, kind of combining the old with the new uh, going forward. But again, the state of Texas, the surrounding areas, you just expect to see more BYU influence there, especially when the schools those kids grew up following are playing the Cougars every year. Well, Jacob, you got the, the big get today in Martin. Give us a a grade to wrap us up on how this BYU class did for the class of 2023. I'd probably give them a solid B plus. I think the biggest thing for BYU is that they have tried to build themselves towards being a power five program. They have played what I call a power five adjacent schedule the last couple of years, playing six and seven power five opponents on an annual basis. Well, that ratchets up this year. Now you've got 10 power five opponents and depth has become an issue the past two years for BYU against the schedules they have faced. So they have done their best to hopefully build up the depth where it will hold up better against a true power five schedule only time will tell if what they have done is actually what they're capable of doing if they're actually able to hold up against that caliber of a schedule but this is an exciting time for BYU they're making a leap that not very many programs get an opportunity to do and they're very much looking forward to the challenge and taking it on headlong 